Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light Shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. So the survey question today at Smirconish.com asks whether John Gruden is an outlier or the NFL norm. No way that we can know unless more of the 650,000 documents that were assembled part of this investigation into the Washington football team are released. So far, it's only information about Gruden that has been made public. I don't understand that. Don Van Natta Jr. might have an idea. He's an investigative reporter whose work appears across the ESPN platforms, including Outside the Lines and ESPN.com. He's also the host of Backstory. Hey, Don, thanks so much for coming back to the program. Hey, Michael, how are you today? So you eat, sleep, and drink this sort of sporting news. We don't. We're focused on the politics. Help me understand the context here. Like, where did this come from? Well, the, the, the leaked emails involving John Gruden uh, that he sent to Bruce Allen, who is the former president of the Washington football team, was part of an investigation that had nothing to do with the Raiders or Gruden. These 650,000 emails that you referenced were part of an investigation that was done about toxic workplace culture and misconduct as part of the Washington football team. And they have been in possession of the investigators who did that investigation, I believe, for at least a year, maybe longer, and have been in possession of the NFL for months. And the question of why they're emerging now is a very interesting one. I'm not sure I know the answer to it, but Gruden is really collateral damage uh, in these you know, horrible, repulsive things that he said and that have emerged on Monday and actually last Friday for the first time. Uh, but the timing of this, Michael, is very interesting. And, of course, now the question is what else are in those 650,000 emails that the NFL has insist that they didn't leak this information, by the way, uh, and that the NFLPA, uh, the players' union for the league, is asking for all of those emails to come out so we can find out what else is in there. In a tweet, you said, no report, no findings, no emails were released slash leaked by the NFL about its inquiry of Dan Snyder and the WFT, the Washington football team, making the point that you and I are discussing now, that like this is all there is that's come forth publicly, but there must be a lot more. 
Well, it's outrageous to me, Michael, and why I tweeted that, that, uh, and again, setting aside uh, what Gruden said, and, and, and it's, it's outrageous, the comments that he made, and, uh, but, but it's outrageous to me that there is almost nothing that we know uh, about what Dan Snyder might have said or might not have said in these emails. There are reports that he doesn't use email. But there was an investigation that was done and very quietly was hushed up. Uh, the outcome of the investigation was released by the NFL going into the July 4th holiday weekend this year. A $10 million fine was levied against uh, the WFT, the Washington football team, by the NFL. But we know very little of the details of this toxic workplace culture uh, uh, that occurred there on purpose. The person who did the investigation uh, for the WFT and then the investigation was taken over by the NFL, that firm, there was never even a written report about the findings. So I find it, you know, highly odd that this investigation that went on uh, and uh, involving Dan Snyder and involving the, the workplace culture and misconduct at the WFT, we know very little about that. But we now suddenly have these emails that John Gruden sent to uh, Bruce Allen, the former president of that team. Don, let me tell you what this reminds me of. This will require a little bit of background for the audience. It reminds me of an aspect of Sandusky and Penn State, on which you did a lot of great reporting. And you will certainly remember that there was an investigation by the then Pennsylvania Attorney General. Her name was Kathleen Kane. She ended up getting jammed up herself and and spending time in prison, unrelated specifically to the issue I'm going to raise. But she investigated whether there'd been delay on the part of her predecessor in looking at the Penn State story. And emails then came to light that were beyond the pale, misogynistic in many respects, And all of a sudden, there was this corollary inquiry into who was in those email chains and not only who had sent offensive email, but what was the reaction by the recipient. And what I mean to say by that is, don't you think sooner or later the question will be asked of, say, Bruce Allen, hey, when you received this email from Gruden, did you reply? Did you forward it? What was your reaction? I think this is a story with a lot of legs. Oh, I do too, Michael, and that's a very good parallel you're making to that uh, to that Penn State uh, uh, part of that story that I did cover. You're absolutely right. There's parallels to that. These 650,000 emails, uh, there's all sorts of stuff in there that you know you you we want to see. And Bruce Allen has questions to answer for sure about how he responded to these Gruden emails. You know, again, there's reports that Dan Snyder doesn't use email. That may be true, but there may be references in these 650,000 emails to things that Dan Snyder might have said or done or asked other people to do, asked Bruce Allen to do on his behalf involving workplace issues uh, that go very much to the question of whether Dan Snyder is fit to own an NFL team. And, and so that's the problem that we're seeing only, you know, the curtain is being pulled back very, very slightly here, only to John Gruden and only in over the last few days. When the NFL has had this material for months, they insist that they didn't leak the material either to the New York Times on Monday or to the Wall Street Journal on Friday. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and yet the union, the NFLPA, and DeMora Smith, the, the leader of the NFLPA, of course, was the target uh, of, of a racist trope uh, that John Gruden put in one of these emails way back in 2011. That emerged on Friday. 
And DeMora Smith yesterday demanded and, and called for the NFL to release all 650,000 of these emails uh, so we can see exactly what's in there. And I, and I believe there will be a lot. I, I can only imagine, knowing what I know about uh, the WFT and the findings already that we know about, that there will be quite damaging material in there that should see the light. Again, lacking your knowledge of, of all of these situations, my first reaction was, well, I'm sure Goodell wanted that out there because he's now exposing Gruden and Gruden was saying rude things about Goodell. I no longer hold that opinion. This is bad for the NFL because who knows who else gets swept up in this before it's run its course. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation over the weekend uh, by a number of commentators, uh, Mike Florio uh, in particular, uh, just insisting that the NFL leak this. Uh, I'm not so sure either, Michael. Uh, you know, it, it's always it's always dangerous to sort of speculate about sources, uh, uh, you know, reporter sources and the source of a leak. Uh, I, I don't like to do that. I don't like to talk about my sources. But um, but you're absolutely right. This has now opened up a Pandora's box for the NFL. Uh, and so it is a question of, of whether the NFL released it. Now, I do know there are multiple lawsuits that uh, Dan Snyder is involved in, and one of them with Bruce Allen. And there's apparently some discovery in one of those lawsuits that does deal with some emails, and there may be some Gruden emails in one of those lawsuits. So it's possible, uh, you know, that uh, one of these reporters actually got it from there as opposed to the NFL. The NFL, for the record, insists they did not leak this material. Uh, and as I said, we now have the union demanding uh, that it be released, and the NFL said they are not going to release it. So uh, Don Van Natta, Jr. from ESPN, sum up, what do you think people most need to know and keep an eye on for this story? Well, I really think that the, the biggest thing going forward, uh, Michael, is what else is there? What else in these emails, uh, what other shoe is there to drop about the Washington football team? Again, we have 650,000 emails, and we've not seen one dealing with Dan Snyder and his leadership of the team or even Bruce Allen. We, we know these misogynistic and, and racist things that John Gruden has said that cost him his job and his career, but we have seen nothing about the WFT, and that is what these emails deal with. And we've had attorneys um, for some of the women uh, uh, that uh, actually have sued, some of the cheerleaders say that this stuff should be uh, put out. Uh, you know, women who said they were denigrated and women who were denigrated um, uh, uh, by the WFT have demanded that this be released. And so what what else is in these emails and what will they tell us about the Washington football team and Dan Snyder in particular? Don, thank you so much. That was excellent. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Always a pleasure. Don Van Natta Jr. is an investigative reporter whose work appears across ESPN platforms, including Outside the Lines and ESPN.com. He's also the host of Backstory. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. And internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.